0: The Tech Today podcast is brought to you by SSNC Technologies, a global market leading provider of cloud-based investment accounting software services in fund administration. SSNC's AI powered investment operations and accounting platform, Singularity, provides real-time, multi-basis accounting across a wide range of asset types with unparalleled automation and operational efficiency. Singularity is offered on a software as a service basis or via smart source. SSNC's Intelligent Middle and Back Office Accounting Service. For more information, visit ssctech.com forward slash singularity. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast powered by CEO Raider. It's your host, John Maietta. I haven't been this angry, disgusted with the capital markets in my life. Never did I think I'd see the day where the Federal Reserve, Treasury, the Fed acting on its own behalf, the Fed acting on Treasury's behalf, where they would crowd out private capital. First saw it in 2008 during the financial crisis, where the Fed was a little slow to step in, but ultimately subsidized banks, call it a bailout if you want, and initiated the perpetual quantitative easing process, which is strong to this day. And of course, under Powell, using COVID as cover, the Fed has participated in fixed-income ETFs. They have purchased individual fixed-income securities in the secondary market. Yesterday, Monday, they announced their plan for uh, primary market facilities where they'll purchase fixed-income securities is in, in, a, in a primary market. I think if you... Hold on long enough, you'll see the Fed do two things. Purchase equities, probably initially in ETFs and then maybe even potentially uh, individual companies, and uh, take rates negative. So we we put out a couple of articles about the Fed in the past couple of days. Earlier this morning, last night, we published an article titled Near-Term Inflation Risk is Likely Low. If the Fed just stands pat, which, of course, they won't. And we go into the detail as, as to why and the math behind it. But these guys can't help themselves. Right? So you'll see them lend to uh, small businesses, mid-sized companies, large businesses. It's going to be mostly mid and large. Where the capital should be going, it isn't. If you believe it should be going anywhere, I don't. I'd like to see the business cycle run its course. If a company's going to go bankrupt, they're going to go bankrupt. Nonprofits will get capital. State and municipal governments, this is all old news. I I talked about this last week on the podcast as well. But we're effectively at a place where it's now state-led capitalism. It's no longer private buyers and sellers that are driving markets, shaping markets. I mean, they have influence, obviously. But the most important thing has become what is the the Fed going to do, the Fed and Treasury? What's fiscal policy going to be around uh, stimulus, in this case stimulus as a result of the COVID virus, and what is monetary policy going to be? And if you listen to Powell and Mnuchin's testimony today, now I can only get through the front end. I'm going to have to take a deep breath, go for a workout before I listen to the rest of it, because I can't stand it. It's clear. It's all about maximizing jobs in the short term, in the short term. In an effort to get Trump reelected, meanwhile they're distorting the capital markets and more importantly, doing unnatural things to the real economy. And you know, one of the things Minuchin led with in his opening remarks is how, hey, retail, that space, and travel, they're going to need more assistance. So more bailouts for hotels, more bailouts for the airlines, restaurants, more of the same, more institutional bailouts, and these hearings have become an opportunity for uh, the various congressional representatives to get their two cents in, get their two cents in as to where they would like to see capital directed. Hey, we need capital in the CRE industry. Hey, we need capital at the state and local level. Hey, we need capital. So they're just voicing, what, you know, the uh, their constituencies, those who who lobby to get them in office. Uh, th- those are the voices that are being heard. It's not a, really a, a, a policy conversation. It's hey, while you're doling out money, can we get some? It it's it's more of that. And so the Fed's built up its reserves in. Recent weeks and months, obviously, they haven't deployed all their capital, but sounds like they plan to. I don't know when you'll see more of the capital deployed. Uh, They're obviously opening or have opened a number of these different facilities, so you'll start to see some lending. But I think that they they put their foot in the accelerator probably around Labor Day, once everybody's back, because now you get the 4th of July holiday coming up, and the public is going to be vacationing, even if it's staycations and your figure uh, and same with inv- institutional investors and such. And so you figure were they to really put their foot on the accelerator. Now in terms of more stimulus, there would be less than a full audience. And when you see the next round of fiscal stimulus of monetary stimulus, they're going to want to maximize their audience so that they get the full benefit going into the November election. And that's what this is. I mean, they've made a a mockery of capitalism. They've completely destroyed the capital markets to the point where they're no longer capitalist. It's socialist markets. They've been nationalized by the Fed, Treasury, Congress, presidential, the executive branch. And so now now you have precedent. So let's say Trump uh, does not get elected, does not get reelected. And let's say you have a new chairman of the Fed. Well, whomever that new chairman is can look back and say, well, geez, there's this precedent for most everything I would ever want to do in terms of spending. And the only thing that hasn't been done yet is investing in equities and taking interest rates negative. You know, Powell already just destroyed capitalism as we know it so what more damage could i do as a new fed chair so it's just it's just awful awful precedent for capitalism created all sorts of moral hazard crowded out private capital uh every business now is apparently too big to feel unless you're a small business again it's a, it's the small business particularly small service businesses that are gonna get the short end of the stick. And I'd rather nobody gets free money. There is no free lunch, because we're printing it. So we get, there's an implicit tax on every printed dollar that gets recirculated into the economy to uh, provide buoyancy for a failing business. Right, so probably 50 cents on every dollar they're writing uh, they're writing checks on to support business. They're going to support where effectively zombie companies, whether it's a, a, a small services business that has no chance, uh, a retail business that was failing anyway as a result of Amazon. Now you layer in COVID. So now you're just throwing good money after bad with that business. Uh, you know, the American Airlines of the world, the GEs of the world, the other businesses that have boxed themselves in, By layering on a ton of debt and spending their uh, free cash flow on, on, uh, spending their operating cash flow on sherry purchases. A lot of these companies have boxed themselves in. And I'd like to see them get what they deserve, learn the hard lesson. But instead, they're going to get bailed out. And they are getting bailed out. They have been getting bailed out through these various uh, credit facilities that the Fed has. So there was already more than enough moral hazard in the system as a result of the '08 financial crisis and those number of companies getting bailed out. And then you made it worse by holding interest rates low. So now companies were able to take on a, a, a ton of debt. Further, because of these perpetually low interest rates, you've incented investment bankers to create these inherently risky securities like CLOs, which I still think are a problem. Because you can't find yield anywhere. So you end up frankensteining these uh, high-yield securities together, packaging them up, and because you've sliced them and diced them, you have... uh, you're able to sell them to market as AAA-rated securities. CLOs I'm speaking of. And I get that you're not two derivatives removed from the initial loan. It's different than CDOs and 08. I get that. But the, the, you're still, high yield is high yield. You don't get to, to package it up and sell it off as a, as a AAA rated security. Doesn't work that way. But these are the things people are doing. Uh, the financial alchemy that people are doing in, in an effort to create and pursue yield because it doesn't naturally exist in the markets because the feds get rates near zero. They've been there for a long time, obviously. So I don't know what to say because you can't, you can't undo what's been done. right? I mean, even if you had Volcker 2.0 as the next Fed chair, and he was a hawk, and he tightened everything, great. What about the next person? Because, again, once you have precedent, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. So now we likely have state-led capitalism here for you know in in, in perpetuity because I don't see how you want to do what's been done. So thank Trump, thank Powell, thank Mnuchin, thank Bernanke, thank Yellen, thank them all. This is what happens when you elect uh, socialists or appoint socialists to positions where they're able to. Grow the money supply. They're all too happy to grow the money supply. That's all for now. See you next time.